This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, everybody. I hope your day's starting out well and you're ready to make it yours. I know I am. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where we work hard to support your auto repair shop success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Let's get started with episode number 59, Pet Peeves. Hopefully this will be a fun one. Hopefully a lot of you business owners out there won't recognize some of these things, but some of you, some of you might. This is my personal list. When I walk into a business, doesn't matter if it's an auto repair shop or not. Some of these you might feel like is an auto repair shop uh, that I'm picking on you, but I'm really not. Some, some, well, eh, maybe not. Actually, some of them in here are instances where I am actually picking on a repair shop. I guess the the takeaway here is if you're doing any of those things, you might look at them, see what you're doing, see how you can improve it, and then go from there. Okay. How I'm organizing this in the beginning is from just walking in from the outside of the business, what I look for. Uh, a lot of these things I do when I evaluate a business, go on, do an on-site visit, things like that. So off we go. Number one, do you have a dirty parking lot? And by dirty, do I mean trash blowing around. I see a lot of face masks around the country now as I look out. Like there's nothing worse than going to a restaurant or something, grab some coffee, look out and see like seven face masks like dangling from the, from the bushes or trash or whatever. Um, weeds. The Almost just as bad as that is, is no striping on the the pavement. How do you How do you organize your parking lot so people know where to park, how to park, create order out of chaos? And I know some sometimes we do all that and people still don't park where they should, but at least look presentable. Do you have a process or procedure where whoever whoever the key holder for the business is, when they walk in from the employee parking, do they look at those things? And these are things that weren't on my list that I'm going to add actually. Where do your employees park? If all of your customers' parking is taken by employees, what the hell's going on with that? Two, do you have a trash can outside of the front of your business? If you do, is it overflowing? Is it not overflowing? Do you empty it every day? Who's in charge of looking at the outside? While you're out there, is all your lighting and signage working and in proper order? Do you drive by your business at night? And when the signs lit up, does it have all of the wording correct? If you have a neon sign, does half of it work, half of it doesn't work? Nothing worse than having a really nice building and like the signage doesn't work. It drives me nuts, actually. You know, number three, does the building need to be painted? Does it need to be updated? Put those people outside. Do you have a dirty parking lot? And by dirty, do I mean trash blowing around. I see a lot of face masks around the country now as I look out. Like there's nothing worse than going to a restaurant or something, grab some coffee, look out and see like seven face masks like dangling from the, from the bushes or trash or whatever. Um, weeds, The almost just as bad as that is, is no striping 
on the the pavement. How do you organize your parking lot so people know where to park, how to park, create order out of chaos? And I know some sometimes we do all that and people still don't park where they should, but at least look presentable. Do you have a process or procedure where whoever whoever the key holder for the business is, when they walk in from the employee parking, do they look at those things? And these are things that weren't on my list that I'm going to add, actually. Where do your employees park? If all of your customers' parking is taken by employees, what the hell's going on with that? Two, do you have a trash can outside of the front of your business? If you do, is it overflowing? Is it not overflowing? Do you empty it every day? Who's in charge of looking at the outside? Do you have signage for after hours drop off? How to do that? Where to secure the keys? Where to park the cars? Do you have security cameras in the parking lot? Do they actually look at something or are they just for show? When you walk up to the building, are the windows washed, the door clean, no handprints? I, I swear this is this is one of the side effects of of COVID, and it's pretty much been everywhere. And the other day, Kimberly and I were driving down the street, and I go, look, and she goes, right, I see that. And it was a lady. She was outside before hours with a bucket washing the windows in the front of the shop. I don't know how often she does it. But the fact that she did it once is is enough for me to be like, okay, that's a place I want to go do business at. I hate handprints on the doors, especially glass doors, the windows. If you can't do it every day, do it at least once a week. And if you're so busy and you're making so much money that you can't do it, then hire somebody to do it. Window washers are fairly cheap. If you can have them come by and do it once a week, that would be awesome. Um, we always kept in my shop, we kept our door and the front little area done. And then we had a guy that came by once a week that washed the rest of the windows. And the main reason is because it was a started out as a Goodyear dealership and we had a lot of glass in that place. And it's just, you know, one person could spend three hours a day cleaning that. If nothing else, at least the door. Like when you walk up and look at the door, get the handprints off that thing. While we're talking about the door, is the information on the door correct? Are your operating hours correct? Are they the same as the Google My Business information? I was teaching a group of shop owners in Seattle a couple years ago, and I wanted to wait until I got there the day before to get a haircut, make myself look good for class and all the shop owners, and... Got there, got out of the airport, got to my hotel, got checked in, looked, and there was a haircut place that was open, you know, mile away. So it's a good 15, 20 minute walk. I wanted to get some fresh air and get out. I walked all the way up there, got there, and the business was closed. And I looked at the Google My Business page, and the Google My Business page showed their hours. I looked at the door, it was correct with the door but nobody was there. And and so I got on there and wrote a review. I took a picture of myself in front of the door, put it on the Google My Business page and was like, hey, I would love to do business with you guys. If you're not going to be there, please make the information correct. You never know who's going to go out of their way to do business with you. And then the business owner decided to argue with me on Google My Business. And I was like, that's that's another not good way to put that information out there. 
AutoLeap is a cloud-based all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business, from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. Number six contact us. For those of you that don't know, Kimberly and I recently, we're staying in Durango, Colorado for a while now, and I needed a a repair shop. I'm picking on auto repair shop owners for a little bit. And I'm picky as a former shop owner and somebody in the industry, but I also spend a ton of money on preventative maintenance. I am the client you want. I don't ask for discounts. I pay whatever it's worth to you. I try to schedule everything. And I do my mileage-based recommendations when I need to. Air filters, cabin filters, you name it, I do it. And knock on wood, we have great luck and and great service out of our vehicles because we take care of them. Uh, I found a place I wanted to do business with here. I researched online. I got on their contact, contact us page, sent them an email, kind of explained who I was, included a copy of my website and said, hey, I need to get my Forerunner in. We use the 5W30 Liquid Molly and we use the BG products. It's going to be another 500 miles or so. I want to know if you carry that and what your process is for making appointments, et cetera. No, no reply back. Not that day, not the next week, not two weeks later. So Three weeks after we get here, I send that email out. I finally call them and I'm like, normally I wouldn't do business with those type of people. If you don't have time to get information back to me or reply to it, I just won't flat out won't do business with you. I'll go to somebody else. Unfortunately, some smaller localities, you run out of places and then you find yourself with a chain. And guess what? The chain, they have a process and procedure for answering the phone. They answer emails. They love having new customers. But I really didn't want to be forced to go to the chain. So I called the shop up. I kind of explained it. And then the lady on the phone was like, well, yeah, basically what I got was excuses on why they didn't return my contact information, Um, which, again, I wasn't really happy with. And we'll see how this goes when I go to make my appointment with them in the next week or two to, to get the service done. I may decide to not use them. And unfortunately... The websites from all the other places I looked at, they suck. Their information sucks. It's Their Facebook pages are from 2019 and haven't been updated. And I really didn't get the warm fuzzies when I looked at them. So I, I do not want to go to a chain and I, I will not darken the, st- the door on a dealer. But sometimes the way you, you shop operators operate, you force people to go other places when they would have been happy to spend money with you. So if people are trying to do business with you, if they're calling you, if they're contacting you, for crying out loud, get back to them, okay? Number seven, this is, this is, this maybe is my number one pet peeve. If I'm spending money 
to come do business with you, have a public restroom for me. I may need to go to the bathroom. And if I'm in there or my wife's in there and I say, hey, do you have a restroom? And you're like, no, we don't have a public restroom. I'm done shopping because I got to go to the bathroom now. I will leave your business and, and not spend a penny and never come back. Especially, so here's another one. I'm picking picking on Durango a little bit. Most of the public businesses in town that are not restaurants, they have signs in their business that says, we do not have a public restroom, period, end of story. And we're going to talk about signs here in a minute. If if you can't have a restroom for me, then I can't give you my money, period, end of story. And most of the people here in Durango, they point point everybody to the Chamber of Commerce, or I'm sorry, yeah, the Chamber of Commerce, the visitor center. But there's been times where I need to go to the bathroom, walk four blocks to the visitor center, and it's closed. So please, if you're if you're dealing with the public, have a public restroom for them. When we had our shop, we were right in a downtown area and there was no public restroom for the people downtown. And we like people would come in and use our restroom all the time. Sure, fine, go to the bathroom. If you need to go, go. There was a, well, I'm going to call them out. There's a H&R block that was 60 yards from the front of our shop. So people would physically be in there doing their taxes and need to go to the bathroom. And H&R block would send them to us for them to use the bathroom. Are you freaking kidding me? Seriously. How about some customer service for crying out loud? Number eight, stand up when people come into the business If you have a repair shop and you have these low-lying desks where people are sitting down all day long, one, I hate that. Two, I would make a stand-up counter to where you at least maybe have like a little round bar stool where you got to hang a cheek off of it. But I don't want anybody sitting down. You can stand up. You can rest a little bit. But the minute somebody comes in that door, you need to be up, smiling, shaking hands, doing what you need to do. For crying out loud, look up and acknowledge people when they come in. Okay? Same thing. Uh, number nine, telephone on, telephone on hold. A lot of times we get busy. All types of people get busy. And what happens is, is we rush to answer the phone, take a second, take a deep breath, smile, and then answer the phone. That three extra seconds isn't going to kill you, but it's going to make all the difference in the world to the other person on the other side. The other thing is if you sit there and say, hey, thanks for calling Chris's auto repair. Can you please hold? And then hit the hold button and then the person hears click. At least wait for an answer. Say, is it okay if I put you on a brief hold? And once they say yes, because most people are going to say yes, then put them on hold and then do your best to get back to them as fast as you can. Or the other thing is, is if you're so busy, you can't stop and do it properly. Let the machine get it and then and, and then call the people back. Like if you're going to do, uh, I hate to be this, this mad, shop owners spend a lot of money making the phone ring. And as shop owners and employees, we screw it up a lot of the time. And so if you can't do it right and slow down and do it right, let the machine answer it and then get back to them. Like you have to be in the right headspace. And remember the goal of getting that phone to ring is to set the appointment and get the person in, okay? Number 10, a waiting area that's nice and neat. The Wi-Fi code is correct and noticeable. I've gone to some places, they have a slip of paper with the Wi-Fi code on it. I mean, do you think people are going to steal the secret sauce? Do we need to make it that hard for people to get the Wi-Fi code? For crying out loud, 
Put it in a nice frame. Put it up. You'll notice people won't ask you for it. They'll already have it and have it there. I'm not big on waiting areas, but if you're going to have one, make it nice and neat. Uh, Not so much on magazines anymore. If you've got like 50 magazines that are expired in your waiting area, I would toss them all out. Get rid of your magazine subscriptions. Most people aren't looking at magazines anymore. Number 11, no nasty signs in your business. And I wish I had a good example for this, but if, if you're harping on something for that one customer out of 100 that comes in and doesn't do it the way you want it to, let's remove those signs and let's have no signage and cater to the 99 people that are great. Along that same 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 line, I'm sick of looking at the short staff signs. I don't I don't I don't care that you're short staffed. What's your solution for that? Like I can pretty much tell if you're short staffed or not. And it's amazing to see restaurants and businesses that you walk into and they've got people standing around, they've got so many people there. What is that person doing or what is that business doing different than what you're doing? Okay. No nasty signs, no short staff sign. Just stop all that stuff. Stop with the signage. Um, I kind of already said this. Smile and be nice. People, for whatever it is, people are in a mental health crisis like they've never had before, never been before. People are upset. People are doing, you know, whatever's going on. Smile and be nice. You don't know how it's going to affect that person's day. You can make somebody's day just by smiling and being nice. It makes all the difference in the world. Finally, this goes back to auto repair a little bit. Um, Have a business, have a shop environment that if you're a male, have an environment that your daughter, wife, mother, mother mother-in-law would go into and feel comfortable. I still run across from some, some businesses that make me cringe when I go into them. The language makes me cringe, things like that. So if you're okay with it, and it doesn't bother you or you think your 18-year-old daughter would be fine in there, then, you know, then fine. But I would have a place that that I would feel proud to have all the women in my life go into. Okay? This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me, chris at autofixsos.com, or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Time to get out and rise and grind, everybody. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the aftermarketradionetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.